Should we go into intro? Yeah, go on. Intro right. me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. So this is a, a new podcast that uh, Tom and JC are launching. It's a, a podcast about two dads that are rediscovering their nerdhood, their geekdom, their mm. dorkiness one episode at a time like we're jumping back into this game after having kids and we're ready to check out some content so hope you guys enjoy it um we are currently well right around the corner from uh halloween i think yeah. it's depending on when you're listening to this either halloween is on this weekend or it was on last weekend uh, <laughs> or, or Halloween is a state of mind. You're always. Oh, it's in a Halloween. state of mind. It's a way of living life, <laughs> which is cool. Um, so we, uh, as mentioned, we are uh, a bit of a uh, horror uh, mood, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and we sort of ended up the previous podcast talking about um, what was it? JC was uh, sort of. Uh, we we're just about to talk about horrors through the ages, I think, and the influence of when those pieces of art were created, I guess, or written. Yeah. Is that how you want to frame it? Uh, yeah, and, and, I, and, and just like uh, because we are catching up with all things nerd, yeah. uh, for anybody that's not into horror, this is kind of a, a good intro into kind of like the history of horror and how it's influenced what we're watching today. And we just spit out a bunch of recommendations for everyone in the previous podcast. Mm -hmm. So we figured let's let's ground them with a little bit of history behind them. So you went, you, I've, I've seen your list, you went back as, well, as far as 1896, but let's say we've, we'll, we'll just... Uh, roll it back to 1920s, uh, yeah. which is <laughs> a full 100 years. So we're going to try to cover that in the next hour. Yeah. Uh, going no through pressure. Every... <laughs> no, no pressure. So uh, it's doable. And we'll, um, so we, what are we doing? We're doing per de decade, I think, is what we're doing. doing uh, yeah. Starting with the... uh, and, and I think what one of the, the themes that, like, you touched on a lot is just how, uh, like, a horror has traditionally been set in context. Like there's yes. always things happening in the world that tend to influence horror. So we're kind of looking at it through that lens and I thought that's kind of an interesting way of kicking things off. Yes, I thought, I thought it was very interesting. There's a lot to unpack, I think, in that, um, you know, in, if, if you want to, what, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with 1920s or do you want to briefly go with uh, what you had well, on your list, which is, well, I, I, I do want to shout out 1896 just because, <laughs> yeah. and this is like total shout out to you, man. It's like apparently the, the, the first kind of like horror movie that people consider mm. an actual horror movie was made by George Millier, one of, yeah, kind of you your, your fellow countrymen, unless, unless I'm very wrong and he's Belgian, which I don't uh, think. Same you. thing. They, they belong to us. <gasps> See, I, I didn't say it, <laughs> <laughs> but I was hoping you would. <laughs> so, so uh, apparently he made a movie called Manor of the Devil. And for anybody not familiar with George Millier, uh, if you ever watched the movie Hugo, which also mm -hmm. fascinating movie yeah. um, uh, by um, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, it shows you the history of how he really like kicked off cinema as we know it. And one of his movies kind of touched on that. It's like he would use like clever editing techniques to like take a person and just like cut them out and then show up as a yeah. skeleton. And for those days, it was freaking people out dude uh he's the, he's the guy who did the um, a trip to the moon right yeah 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 where, 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 where the, the the rocket like lands on like the moon's face yeah exactly uh so so yeah so he's kind of credited as having that kind of the first horror movie uh not particularly scary but i thought that was kind of a, a cool cool uh yeah, it's, a, it's a cool intro it's a, i think it would be the the ultra 
OG of the horror world. And it was a Frenchman, man. So yeah, in, in brand with the, with the show. And now we just got to find a mm. Honduran that made some cool horror movies, uh, <laughs> which I don't think we're there yet, uh, but we're working on it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so, you'll get there. So uh, moving on uh, to the next kind of influential decade was really the 1920s is what I found out. And the 1920s is where kind of like uh, what George Millier kicked off kind of takes, goes to the next level. And they start off with something called the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And uh, I, I may be mispronouncing that horribly, but what's super fascinating about that is that um, at that time, expressionism was kind of like one of the artistic themes going around. And yes. I, I wasn't even aware of what the hell expressionism was, but apparently it is very much about like visualizing our, like our innermost feelings, right? So horror was just a perfect way of doing that. Yeah. So just um, because we, we, we did have to study this sort of, um, um, again, in art at school, um, growing up, we did have to study different eras of um, art and paintings and the, the, like, people are being really creative around those times so we started in the 20s as well and this was right off the back of world war one um at the end of you know 1914 1918 in europe um so you've that's where you get a, a an entire batch of painters especially um but poets um and those kind of great artists um that were absolutely obviously you would be influenced by those horrors that happen in real life and that's where the first, I don't know if it's really the first wave, but I, the, the first great wave, let's put it that way of expression, expressionism, it's hard to say, um, comes from is that those people had to deal with those horrors and trying to translate that into, or that's how it translated into art, is that first wave. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the vibe of the, of the 1920s was very much, well, that was going to say, disturbed by that event yeah. right that's that's pretty heavy topic but yeah that's uh, that's where i think it will come from at, le- at least from in europe i don't know if there was something equivalent in in the rest of the world um on that level yeah, yeah um, it's a good question actually i'm not sure if, if expressionism really kind of made it all the way to the states in the same way that it impacted europe um in in the in the case of horror like the the two movies that stand out from that period uh are the cabinet of dr caligari that then influenced nosferatu and what was interesting about the cabinet of dr caligari is that it wasn't just kind of a straight up horror movie like you can see like elements of like 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 almost like surrealism in there mm-hmm. uh where it wasn't quite scary but just the imagery was really weird especially for those days well you see you see the like i've, I've just um googled it real quick as you were talking it's like the 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 artwork for it you know um yeah. it's it's slightly disturbing i'm putting it up on the screens for who, those who are watching it's us on youtube um it's it's kind of it's got a it's got its own vibe you know it's it's very um reminiscent of what's the painting i'm looking for this name of the painting um with a screaming face i think it's called isn't it uh, isn't it the screen um, like the screen oh yeah the screen that's the, yeah, yeah simple yeah. um so it's the, the, the i've seen for those who are watching on youtube again you'd have seen this on the screen by now um yeah. i'll put them side side by side and you'll see what what the movie poster looks like and what the screen looks like it's extremely similar you'll see in terms oh, of uh, body shapes and and facial expression it's 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 pretty close so that's what i was saying about dealing with the horrors of war and what people are you know the the type of paintings and the type of art that was created at the time is very much 
body distorted bodies and kind yeah. of self-analysis of of yourself you know there's a lot of yeah. again sorry to take it very dark but <laughs> no but totally <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's um you know it's like a lot of what shocked people with with that war in particular was the the return of the soldiers and their yeah. mutilated bodies and uh, uh the things they've seen and the, the first wave of really ptsd um yeah that's a good point after actually. war you know it's it's, it's yeah, it's not a great, <laughs> great time yeah. in history, but you can see how that would influence movies, right? Yeah, no, totally. And and you see the the how it's a it's horror, but also feels like if you were to play it today, it would probably wind up at like an art house cinema yeah. because yeah. of the way it, it just it just plays. It, it's not like you wouldn't put it next to like an eighties like direct VHS like gore horror. <clears throat> sort of sort of movie like it, it just doesn't feel the same at all so yeah no agreed man it's like there's a lot of like evocative like imagery there yeah. um so and and which leads to ultimately like nosferatu which is still considered mm-hmm. a classic like top 100 like horror movies easily of all time yeah. uh that led to all the dracula vampires all the crap we get today <laughs> uh which now there's like literally thousands of right and that that film in particular i've seen, I've seen a, a lot of um bits of it and it's it's just it's funny because it's uh it's so slow paced and so creepy it's just creepy by nature yeah. it's just creepy it's, it's got an edge that the other um vampire movies don't really have right. uh <laughs> i wouldn't yeah it's this you know this famous scene with the the shade you know, the shadow going up you know up the yep. wall and it's like oh yep yep yep, yep. So, right. so that takes us to the 1930s. Uh, yes. And I'm sure they could spend more time in the 1920s, but really it's like, let's get into like where it all kicks off, which is 1930s. You get Dracula, the movie by Universal Pictures, as well as Frankenstein. And, and this just <coughs> becomes the start of a lot of the horror tropes. Um, you get like the Dracula that's like equal parts, like, like suave, sophisticated, uh, mm-hmm. but also creepy, right? It's not just like Nosferatu is just like straight up creepy. Uh, this guy has like another element to him. Uh, and then you get the Frankenstein monster movie where it really is, whereas the Frankenstein book was very much about the creator of Frankenstein. Uh, now the movie becomes very much about Frankenstein, the monster itself, uh, which actually yeah. I believe in the book, the, the monster is not even called Frankenstein. It's just the monster. It's right? the monster, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so now- yes, it's not, it's, Yeah, I think it's the movie. It's The movie changed the- the naming of it i think for some reason yeah. oh, no i think i don't even know if i, I can't remember it was it was a while back but i, I did read about it and it was something about um yeah the, this the, it's the people who went to see the well, went to see who saw the film that went oh it's frankenstein it's like no the, the doctor is called fucking frankenstein exactly <laughs> that's got no names so stop twisting it um i don't know where it comes <laughs> from i don't know it must it must be people who've seen it at the time that had to give it a name somehow yeah so you, you get away from like frank frankenstein showed up in 1930s to what like th- two three year ago we get that apple uh ad during christmas of like a whole town like convening around frankenstein to like make him feel better sort yeah, of thing yeah. and and then people still having the fear of the monster and it just goes to show like how classic this movie has become it's like they're still using the exact same trope of monster walks into town people freak out about monster in an ad for apple three years ago right <laughs> yes yeah, so i mean that's one of the most famous stories in, of all time anyway yeah. but uh, yeah. Yeah. oh 
I think I think we do we do we go straight straight to the forties? Go on. Let's go straight to the forties, man. Go on, because this is where, where I this is where I think there's some stuff that I was like, yeah. okay, knowledge was dropped on me that I had no idea about, which is super interesting. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the 1940s horror really becomes, once again, a commentary on the war that everybody knows is happening in Europe, whether you're in the States or you're in Europe, you know, there's a war happening, you know, something big is is happening as far as the Nazis. Uh, and then the kind of, a lot of, a lot of cinema becomes a real comment on that. And two things that come up is like, first, like, uh, when, when oftentimes when Nazis are portrayed in, in cartoons, they're portrayed as like wolf people some sort and uh so i was looking at a at a at a video essay about that how it says about how uh the name adolf actually translates to the wolf which i had no (laughs) idea about uh and hence the wolfman movie comes out as exactly yeah and it goes all the way to wolfenstein right uh it's like it becomes like a real commentary on uh nazis and on uh adolf hitler which i was like Mm. i had no idea that's where the werewolf movies came from so really interesting stuff yeah it's it's um it's interesting that um it's it's i think what strikes me with this is that the it's i think most of those horror movies that are literally being produced as the war is happening because the the second world war is what 1938 to 44 45 depending on where you are in the world yep so it's 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 a massive chunk of the 40s you know it's the first half of it so I think still much of it was being produced, and obviously that would, you know, the the fact that it was a world war in the, you know, in, in, I would say in the first degree, as in like it's literally involving everyone this time yeah. around, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, it's it's interesting to see how different nations and different countries and different regions of the world have reacted to this, and you know, this that, you know, you've you've taken the translation of Adolf's name to run with creating a monster out of it you know it's already the 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 way of thinking what they've done is pretty monstrous already but to like you could have used that already just to frame horror movies like because you you don't actually have to twist um reality that much to make it horror you know uh, something horrible um but i guess yeah they went further and thought you know let's create something that is even more monstrous is a is a werewolf right or a wolf Exactly. Um, yep. So, but the, the other thing that happens is because of the war and because everyone's going through times of austerity, right? Like there's very, mm-hmm. like everyone's rationing. There's like, everybody's got to chip in to, for the war effort. Uh, movie studios reduced their budgets. Uh, one of the major awesome. movie studios at that time was RKO. Uh, and they commissioned a series of movies. They gave this uh, film director an opportunity to make a bunch of movies. And he makes a couple of movies called The, the Body Snatcher and The Cat People, uh, which are, I, I don't, Consider, like they were not on my radar. I'm not sure if they're actual classics or not. But the interesting thing about them is that they were, they basically told him, look, you can make whatever you want, but we're going to give you a super low budget and we're going to give you the names of the movies, like the titles. Oh, right. So he had to take like the cat people and go like, all right, what do I do with the cat people? What do I do with the body snatcher? Um, but the whole point is like, because there was very minimal budget for the movies, he had to rely on building tension an atmosphere Mm. so you see the first departure from like like a skeleton dancing around with like george millier to like dracula and frankenstein where like the monster is front and center it's all about special effects and like makeup and stuff to woman walking down the street it's like an alley there's fog it's all about tension and mood because that's the only thing you can do on, on on a shoestring budget 
But to me, what was what was really interesting about that is that just last night I was watching The Invisible Man. Uh, yeah. And that's, I kept turning over to, to, to Theo and telling her like, this movie has like the cheapest special effects budget ever <laughs> because it's just the camera just like panning around in this super creepy way that just builds this amazing tension, but nothing shows up that even like, Oh, like something gets up and like moves or something. No, it's like just a shot of just no one there, but freaks you out. It's so good. And it just reminded me of this moment. So it's it's funny you mentioned that in in particular um, the camera work because that's that's what I was going to go with um, yeah. uh, in, in terms of my remark is that it must have like, I'm I'm sure because I'm not really familiar with the 40s um, you know in terms of movies and um, it's I, I, I would start to assume that this is when they would start really thinking about camera movements and camera placements and a shot saying something rather than, you know, like you said, in the thirties, you just have a camera bang or in the twenties, you put your camera there. That's it. The yeah. guy does his thing in front of the camera there in that angle. You don't really think about, um, you know, what the camera means because, you know, now, nowadays you see a lot of um, video analysis on YouTube about, Oh, yeah. the camera is you or the camera is the audience. So if you, you know, you cross the fourth wall and you, you talk to the camera, you're talking to the yeah. audience. Yep. Or the camera is following, is tracking that character, so it's you know it's uh, the monster following him. We the monster is the camera, you know these type of things. I, I I would assume maybe in the forties that's where they started because of obviously of budget constraints and they have to come up with something creative. And you know you say well we can't have costumes, we can't have fake blood on camera. Maybe just start being creative where and how we use the cameras. I guess um, again freestyling here. But um, I, I, I like to, maybe that's something we can look into uh, for another day, but I would assume this is when this started, right? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, same. I, I don't necessarily go that deep into into like the technical side of film history, mm. but it would make sense that around the 40s, you start to get a lot more interesting camera techniques for sure. Uh, just because, I mean, one, there's just, the technology has evolved by that point, right? Like cameras will have gotten better in some way or other. It's, it's it's funny that you say also about the mood and and you know like a, a foggy alley that's like you, you're literally <laughs> reminded me of silent hill when you play up uh, uh, yeah. first time you play on position one um again the, the funny thing i was watching this video the other day, the other day that's um taking a deep dive into the game into the first game that came out on playstation one and they said well actually the fog do you play the first one right or you've seen yeah. you've seen the videos yeah right? i played it no you you're constantly in fog right and it's like, well, they, they went, oh, actually, it's not because, well, part of it is for the moods of the game, but also because the PlayStation 1 wasn't powerful enough for us to um, have a lot of very scary buildings around you and and to be able to smoothly run all the, the stuff we want to have on the screen. So we put a bunch of smoke to help us with you walking around and giving you the impression of being in a scary town but actually that was also partly due to the, li the technical limitation of the console itself and i thought that was pretty clever because they went well we can't we can't do what we really want but you know what let's use the fact that this console is not as powerful as we thought and we make it scary as she does inside yeah <laughs> that's, no. that's quite interesting no but that, that's creative. actually a great point because it's it really is one of the things like everywhere i've worked i've always taken that saying in with me of just like uh, good constraints make for the best art. Yeah, it's, it, it forces if you, you to someone, be creative. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. It's it's the best way. If you give everybody too much money, too much time, eventually you get nothing. Uh, whereas like when you're constrained, um, you tend to get like just better output. So yeah, no, that, that's a great point, dude. I, I didn't even mm-hmm. thought of that. You're right. PlayStation 1 did have its limitations as much as Indeed. back in those days, we we're like, whoa, this is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Every cool. console is like that. Anyway, it's still about video games. No, no, about no, 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 but, no, no, but totally the connection is <laughs> totally there. <laughs> Uh, uh, so speaking of constraints, we must move on to the fifties to keep this yes. uh, episode on track. Uh, so in the fifties, uh, what, what becomes the driving kind of like, I guess, societal force, like shaping horror becomes kind of the fear of the Russians. Um, and, uh, it really becomes like a post-war, like Berlin is divided, uh, between various, very wealthy countries. Uh, mm-hmm. we all know who, the, who they are. And then <laughs> the cold war begins to brew between the U S and the Russians. And that has a huge influence in how horrors kind of made out in the United States. Uh, but also around the world, uh, the, it, in the U S it really is a kind of a, a fear of invasion. Uh, yeah. but around the world, it's more a fear of the atomic fallout, right? I was like, what happens if these two countries do press the button? Uh, yeah, you, what happens to the rest of us? You do, you do see it in movies and in the documentaries when it's like, well, I remember the U U S I've seen this, oh, I didn't find the name, but it was a, a fascinating documentary. It was about, um, pretty much this witch hunt for communists in the U S where like you were, I think, sort of not forced, but like if you suspected your neighbor was a communist, you could go and snitch on him, yeah. um, and and you know you'll you'd be you know treated uh, harshly by the by the authorities. So um, I, th- I thought that was quite interesting. Whereas the rest of Europe, yes, you're right. It's like well, if they launch anything the other side's going to retaliate and we're going to be in the middle getting <laughs> turned to ashes um it's not a good time really not a good time and it's funny to say that um this was 70 years ago and you know we sort of are in the same still now anyway not about politics but <laughs> yeah no trust me uh yeah that we don't need a horror movie to see that we just turn on the news <laughs> exactly Anyway, the Russians. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it comes across in like movies like the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, which that becomes like a huge kind of hysteria sort of moment of just like like it's really capturing like mass hysteria in the United States, which I think is a fascinating thing. Is like about how it, it's it's the monsters there, but it's really the, a lot of these movies are about the reaction to the monsters. And then for me, the most interesting one is what Japan did with Godzilla. So yeah. Godzilla was very much a horror movie in its first incarnation. Um, and then, and more importantly, it was a horror movie where Godzilla represented the, the atomic bomb. It's like, yeah. what, what, what happened to that civilization? And, and the, the Japanese only took, what, like a decade after the bomb had dropped, if, if not less, to come back and tell that story, right? Uh, which was so personal for, for the Japanese people. Um, and, and to me, that, that's where it, it, it gets very kind of, uh, uh, horror becomes like a little smarter, right? Where it, it really is talking about a moment in people's lives. And really that expressionist thing kind of comes full circle, which is like some of these inner fears of just like, what if another bomb drops, right? Yeah. What's going to happen to all of us? It's, it's, and it's interesting how they twisted that with, uh, if, you, if you've seen the 1990s version of Godzilla, the, the not yeah. good one, um, <laughs> the, the, the way they explain away the creation of Godzilla at the start of it, do you know, it's nuclear tests. Yes. Um, which is sort of reflecting well, I, 
but we could i'm jumping ahead now to the 90s but it's reflecting yeah. the nuclear tests from the french states in the i think it was close to new zealand sort of ah. oceania something like that. so i think they used that kind of context to explain how godzilla was born you know Ah. Um, especially at the start it's like well you know he was there and then he came back again because of them french people making you know having nuclear tests around whatever new zealand um <laughs> and japan you know that far far away um, anyway so it's yeah it's, it's interesting yeah because i was watched because i did watch the 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 old godzilla from the 50s and that, um to me yeah because so you you would you would interpret that into them sort of um, dealing with um, another nuclear attack, right? Or, or sort of the, the consequences of that and how, yeah. how it's impacted them, right? I always yeah. thought it was more of them saying, okay, they, you know, like Godzilla is the Americans. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the representation of, of the monster that obviously, you know, if a country drops a nuclear bomb on you, you'll pretty much hate them and, portray them as monsters so I, I, that's what, sort of always the, the take i had on godzilla yeah. was them saying well look nuclear bomb yeah, turned this what well, turned this animal into a monster this is the americans you know they, they are the monsters they are the ones that are destroying cities and stuff like that so uh, no i i think that's still spot on dude i don't think either of those are like are not there i don't think they're mutually exclusive i think that it could represent yeah. both uh and i think very much so i think that that's that's why making it a monster and making a horror movie is so fascinating because then you get to interpret as the audience is it the bomb or is it the americans right uh whereas you could be quite literal and like show an american invasion or like uh, in the case of like jumping forward right but like red dawn like an 80s movie mm -hmm. yeah. like they literally show soviets like invading a high school right um the in this case it chose to actually like just represent what it was because it really was representing a fear uh yeah. that, that the japan japanese people have like what what if this happens again like what would happen to us um and uh so th th that's where also like to your point like there's the 90s like matthew broderick godzilla and then you get the 2010s i think maybe yes. maybe 2010 actually or 2009 like the one directed by gareth edwards uh godzilla uh which which was like there was some issues that i remember like from a review perspective some people didn't quite like it i i'm actually a big fan of that movie uh I but like there but there they explain Godzilla, interestingly, as this monster that comes back every few decades, or sorry, every few uh, uh, centuries, like awakens. And it's just like the alpha monster, right? The, yeah. the original monster of the earth. So there like Godzilla represents more like earth, like correcting itself, yeah. uh, which that was really interesting, like, like set against like more like climate change, which is what our big fear is now as compared to like nuclear winter back in those days yeah yeah that's a good take yeah it would be it would be it's funny they always they, they also give it like a, a god-like um theme to godzilla as well where he's like protecting earth and then you have this evil um you know i think i think they, they do they name them as, as gods also like the monsters are attacking there's like the I big ass wing winged I monster thing yeah, like Mothra, right? Like I think yeah. that they somewhat allude to it, but they call them more as just like the like the original monsters that inhabited the Earth, sort of thing. Yeah. I think they more allude to that a bit more, but they definitely shy away from like this is something that was man-made and now we're paying the price, which I think is interesting that we're like we're going away from like the ethical implications of what Godzilla meant in the beginning. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. It's uh, it's I actually didn't think of it like that, but it sort of makes total sense that it's actually um, very much influenced by what I think is most of people would consider to be the greatest threat now at the moment. Yeah, for the human race, which is exactly. well, global warming and Donald Trump. But um, I was about so- to say, I think there's a bigger <laughs> one, and it's orange. <laughs> it's orange. Uh, <laughs> And it's I can only spot. imagine the movies that could be made in the next few years. But oh my that's, god, that's that's that's, that's hopefully we all alive to, to <laughs> we all alive to witness that. Um, <laughs> right, what else you got from the fifties? Yeah, so fifties. The only other thing that really was influential was uh, the launch of Sputnik, where the Russians kind of yeah. yeah, the Russians won that part of the space race. Uh, and uh, so there, there's all this other like genre of movies of just like alien invasions. Yeah. Uh, that they came across. And that's basically because everybody was just fascinated with space. So of course, that was like the next unknown that we could dramatize into something that was like horror. And, and really caps out with uh, just a little shout out to the UK with the Hammer Studios. Uh, they were um, a film production company in the UK that cranked out a ton of great horror. Uh, but once again, on a bit of a shoestring budget, but really got crafty with the special effects, like got really practical with special effects. Um, and one of their first kind of big hits with, was The Curse of Frankenstein, which is kind of follow up to, mm. to Frankenstein. Uh, and uh, yeah, they they were they they they've gone on to have like their own subgenre, which a lot of people call hammer horror. Um, and once again, that that could be its own episode. I mean, there's just tons to talk about as far as uh, hammer horror. Um, but that that's about it for the fifties. Yeah, fifties is interesting. I'm just trying to tr- trying to cast my man- mind back to um, night again. It's it's slightly moving away from the the horror sort of vibe, but. Um, I'm trying to try to remember the the 1950s French productions. I don't think there's that many horror, French horror movies, but I think mm. a lot of it was about um, existentialism. I'm trying to say that word. Oh, Whereas, you know, so yes. the, you know those black and white guy. You know, yeah. um, everything in black and white. The guy smoking cigarettes and talking about drinking alcohol <laughs> and you know walking thoughtfully around the street of Paris. And it's like this is all we did in the 50s. No horrors, I think. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes and talking about deep emotional. Uh, <laughs> I have to be honest. It, that's uh, French cinema is something that I have to be in the mood for sometimes, because yeah. it does get very, very bleak, but in a very like, like angsty sort of way. Like it's like, oh, I'm mm. staring off into this like really bad situation. I'm staring off in the sunset and like smoking the cigarette in this cafe, and and I'm like. So is something gonna happen? Yeah, it's like, who am I? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I have said that there's a lot of jewels there. There's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. But again, it's for it. it's for it's for another day. It's for another day. We, it's for another day. So right, then move it on to the sixties, which is uh, according to a lot of people, one of the greatest. Well, sixties and seventies yes. greatest era for a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, this is the kind of one to get to. I'm super excited about this mm. one. So uh, the the one thing that uh, that, that I mean on a, on a broad level, the one thing that happens is that horror movies get critical acclaim at the Oscars, right? So yeah. with the with the first big one being Rosemary's Baby. Uh, Rosemary's mm. Baby become the first. Uh, I, what I believe, and I may be wrong about this, is someone please feel free to correct me. It's like uh, the first uh, horror movie nominated for best screenplay at the Oscars. Um, I believe you're right. 
<laughs> so, I believe you. Thank right. you. <laughs> I would correct and, you. Yes. Uh, but uh, but what leads to that, uh, interestingly, mm. is horror set in a more pedestrian setting. And this really is where Hitchcock becomes a thing. Yes. So Psycho, uh, one of the big horror movies that still influences everything we see to this day, uh, comes up. And uh, the, despite the fact that uh, Psycho is disturbing on multiple levels, and that's Ooh. why we keep remaking it over and over and over and over again till, till yeah, till we just don't. Uh, but uh, point being is that, yes, there's the element of someone being very deranged, but also the fact that it happens just in a house. Like at, at yeah. that point, like horror settings that happen, these like just fantastical situations of like a castle in Transylvania, like, like this like uh, 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 like invasion in like some sort of like town where like aliens show so, up. This was would just you, like, would you say people. there's a shift? There's a shift between now the sort of supernatural from the decades before that, as in like before you had monsters, you had vampires, yeah. you had werewolves, okay. and now the settings is slightly move. It's moving to this into of a, a more of a, a realistic sort of setup right yeah. where now like psycho like say it's in a house it's a hotel and it the the, the monster is a man it's just an irregular regular regular uh, <laughs> regular looking let's put it that way um yeah. human being um no special feature about him nothing um out of this world i think Correct. also the same with um what was the other one you got you said uh rosemary's um, baby Rose, yeah which is what it's just in a building isn't it yeah that's just yep. set up in, in one building in, in normal looking um, apartments um, with again, regular folks. I think that's what we should yeah. call them. And it's, I think, which to me in a way makes it a hell of a lot scarier when you, when you're dealing with people that are monsters, but they don't look like monsters. Yeah. They don't have the appearances of monsters. So I think that's where, that's where it gets, that's what I'm saying. The sixties is one of those very interesting era that you get that, that move from, monsters to Correct. your neighbor could be the <laughs> serial killer yay which like we talked about earlier like what is it about like a foghorn and like little kids mm. voices in in horror movies that freak you out and it's like those are not supernatural things whatsoever right but they really freak you out every time you hear that little voice and that and that's what and that's that then that's why it's made even scarier like th that's why it's scarier to me is that it that's something that are in your house or something that you see on an everyday basis it's like that little boy could be yours you know yep could yep, be yep, living yep. in the bedroom next door you yep. know uh, he could be grabbing then, the knife exactly <laughs> and and that's where you get stuff like us yes um, yep. us, yeah yep. us is perfect example. It's like it's it's mm -hmm. it's a it's a suburban horror <laughs> at the yeah, end of the day is. uh and and for the majority of the movie not a whole lot that supernatural happens i mean the ending it's that that's a whole other conversation um but uh yeah it's about mood and just like being in a vacation home and getting creeped out so yeah. it all comes back to this decade um and uh the other really interesting thing that happens is that there's a lot of social commentary uh, that shows up uh, in terms of the, the, a lot of like the social change of the 60s, right? So 60s, we see the feminist movement like really mm -hmm. take off. Like bef before that, we had the suffragettes and there's a lot happening yeah. already. So I'm not saying that's the birth of the feminist movement, but it really goes mainstream, right? Um, and, and and I had never seen the movie through this lens, but um, I was looking at a video essay about Rosemary's Baby, about how it really is an, an answer to the feminist movement to a certain degree, uh, because that movie deals with a woman just like losing her own will 
Like yep. she is forced to do all these things and to eventually to get to a point where, where she's abused, where she is forced to carry out this, this, this pregnancy. She's forced to, to give birth to something that she's not sure what it is. Um, and it just touches on all the topics that were huge topics in those days of just like liberation of women, uh, the abortion conversation, yep. Roe versus Wade was about to happen, like all these things. And I never realized that Rose's Mar- Rosemary's Baby touched on so many of those elements. And so it's funny because I watched I watched that um I watched it I think for the first time ever about um two years ago, yeah. and the the first thing that jumped out to me it wasn't even like you know it wasn't the horror it, obviously it's 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 a scary film, yeah. but the first thing I, I I said out loud I was like hey, that's this is about abortion like and women's yeah. right and like but clearly to me it's like first and foremost it's about abortion because it's literally it's her body, but she's got no choice about what's going on. Right. Correct, <laughs> it's correct. like, it's clearly to me the commentary about that and about women's freedom yep. in that sort of personal sphere. But it's also about, yeah, the women, the place of women sort of within the sixties is like, yeah. you're in that crossroad of, you know, the, the old stay at home, look after the kids. Yeah to well now I want my freedom I want a career I want to be able to do what I want to be I want to be me right yeah um so it's it's you know this 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 is the setup it's sort of uh, being filmed like you know it's that's 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 what the background is about I think to me so I don't yep. know if it sort of diverged with you what, what you got from it but um yeah it's, oh. it's very interesting the 60s is very much about um freedom and you know because i think again to keep going back to the wars and stuff like that but that's that you've you're now moved away you're like a good 20 years away from the second world war um okay. and i think people like now getting comfortable this is a a, 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 a something that happened now a yeah. generation back right and now you you move into different um issues it's not no longer about dealing with the war. It's no longer about not having any money or whatever. It's now it's, it's about your own personal justice, if you know what I mean. Like it's not anymore about countries rebuilding. Now it's about we've rebuilt. Now it's time yes. to talk about social issues and move on Correct. and make it better. Correct. Yeah. Like like our, our needs changed. Like our needs yep. were peace, and then once we had peace, it was about like all right, how do we get equality and justice. And funny enough, like uh, my my, I, I never saw the movie through that lens. My first take of the movie was actually more like the satanic cult side of it, um, and about how that represented like the fear of society of people going off into cults, especially as like there was like yeah. the hippie movement and like the fear of the different. Uh, I always kind of saw it through that lens, but when once I like like thought about it again through the lens of feminism, I'm like shit, like it really does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, which leads me to kind of the, another influential movie, which, uh, we could, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about, uh, is night of the living dead. Oh, uh, yeah. so different, this comes different, out different style. <laughs> oh yeah. George Romero. Uh, yeah. so, uh, I, I will, I will fess up to the fact that I have never watched the original night of the living dead and I feel very really? guilty about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've, I've seen tons of video essays about it and stuff, but it's on my list of things that I actually need to watch. Uh, because I, I always assumed it was like, all right, yeah. So someone came up with the of zombies and like, mm. it's a movie about zombies, but really, no, it's like, it's, it's now seen as like a classic movie that touches on the themes of racism. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. in particular, like uh, George Romero's funny enough said that like the fact that this had a black lead 
uh, first and foremost, uh, was super controversial for the time. Uh, because as we know, like within like the 80s, 90s, there was like, because it was, it was, it was talked about so much in the 90s, the trope of like, if you're black, if somehow you're not white in a horror movie, you're gonna die quickly. Yeah. Uh, and, and this was not the case. And uh, what George Romero ended up saying is that he cast a black lead because he was the best audition which I loved when he said that. He's like, yeah. it's not because he was black. It was because he was the best actor that showed up to audition. I'm like, speaks volumes to what we should be doing today in, in equity inclusivity, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, but more importantly, like the movie itself, and I'll just tee it up to, to kind of get your thoughts on it. But from, from my understanding, the movie itself, like... Um, uh, really talks about like invasion and like kind of like the, the the zombies as like this kind of invasion of our world. But what sets it apart is that the person best positioned to like um, uh, hold off the the zombie threat was a black man because he knows what it's like to be threatened. He knows what it's like to be persecuted, and he's best positioned outside of everyone in the movie to actually survive. And that's where I was like mind blown, mind totally blown by that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um, it's yeah, so it's, it's very interesting because I think I think a lot of people, um, again, if if you don't know the context to which it was, you know, the 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 context of the era was filmed, um, you would you just take it as this just slasher movie of somebody just body parts everywhere and uh, you know blood and stuff like that. But it's actually like you said, yeah, I, I think I believe I've may have seen maybe the same video we're talking about, but I think I've I've read a bunch of article about it. Um, on this on this film and it's, and it's literally that it's like how um it, it, well he 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 the, the cast for the the lead role yes yeah, it's, it's a black man because he was the best um like yeah. as you mentioned um but also the the point was like i think i think i can't remember what, what article it was on but i think his point was also to um kind of reverse well not, not flip reverse it and in terms of you know Usually you would you would be used to see a white dude trying to defend his patch yeah. and like going exactly. oh yeah you know and yeah. then you would have said oh look you know it's it's but because again you you know in the sixties and it's like there's there's a movement for yeah. equality so for black people yeah. for for minorities and I think it's very clever that it's like well actually now you're looking at it from a black lead you could say the zombies or the monsters or the thing that are attacking him is actually white people trying to oppress him right. Um, I think there's sort of this thing where it's like, well, especially for white America, they would have expected to see the, the white dude going, oh, there's a white guy trying to protect the, his property and then the zombies and the monster would be the black people, right? Because that was the mentality at the time. Yeah, that, that's that's basically birth of a nation. <laughs> what you describe well, yeah, exactly. right now, it pretty birth much is that. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it, I think the fact that he's, he's flipped it on his head, but... Um, I don't, the thing is, is uh, yeah, I, I understand that he says the best audition, but uh, is is was it also um, convenient to him that it was the best audition? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, could be, you know. Yeah, it's, no, it'd be it, interesting it, 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 to. He was trying to sneak something in. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it, 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 it like leads us to like, uh, we're talking in the last episode, uh, Lovecraft country, right? It's, yeah. it's subverting something that's there, something that you know is racist and you use it against itself to tell a story that's compelling, irrespective of, of what the social commentary is, but manages to land a social commentary. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that, that's what I found really interesting about this. And, and then of course, then it, it spawns like, 
the entire zombie genre right that 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 we have across video games movies shows graphic novels like mm. that that that's in itself a, a whole thing right uh so yeah, yeah so that, that, that's your homework for this weekend you gotta go and watch yeah. it yeah, apparently, I think, uh, believe it is streaming on HBO, uh, the Night of the oh. Dead. So I'm, I, I, it's kind of my list. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I think actually, might even, I, I'm going to try and see if Aiden's into it. Oh, um, so, uh, right. I, I need to re reviews. <laughs> re reviews. Yeah. Um, let's move to the 70s. Yes, as we are now flying through the decades and we only have a few minutes left. So let's go. Yes, <laughs> let's do this. Sorry. So, yeah, constraints, constraints. Uh, yeah. So, 1970s. Uh, so, one of the things that happens in the 70s is that horror begins to fragment. Uh, we get like a lot of different types of horror. Once again, responding, the 70s feels like it's a response to the 60s, funny enough. So, yeah. one of the things that happens is that you get uh, horror movies based on the breakdown of of the family unit. Uh, so one example of that is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? It's like uh, what happens when depravity sets in and people are left to their own devices. Um, and that's looking at it through a very extreme lens of, in this case, like it gets super gory, but it really is about the family unit, uh, yeah. is, is kind of the, one of the main messages of that movie of just like, it's a family of people that, uh, were left behind by society and have acted out in a way that doesn't work. They haven't signed up to capitalism. They haven't signed up to like mainstream consumerism. And when you don't do that, you become depraved. Right. And that, that yeah. was kind of the ongoing fear. Um, and uh, another movie that looks at it through that lens of, uh, of, uh, of family is The Shining, uh, mm -hmm. which I'd never really thought of it that way until I kind of read about this. And uh, it really is kind of a breakdown of like the dad, like being alienated from the family and like yeah. what that could lead to and about how they were like, that. there was such a promotion of like, let's get back to the nuclear family after the liberation of the 60s, where it's like, it was an era of like, free love and like all these things that scare people yeah exactly and it's like let's get back to the nuclear family or else right yeah um so those, those are kind of the, the the like one of the first subgenres that came up I, I, yeah it's, it's funny enough i just watched the shining the um, last week for the first time as a as a as a grown-up because i think the last time i watched it was um yeah. I say 18 years old, I think. So yeah. I, I saw it from two different angles. And, and um, you know, obviously Shining as an 18 years old, is more like, oh, scary twin sisters, you know, down the hallway. Yep. Um, I think the, 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 the way I looked at it now is almost, um, again, when I watched it, I was like, God, this man is like, he's, it's, it's more, it, it wasn't even scary um, in the sense of like, you know, all the magical powers that always are, floating around in Stephen King's books, you know, with the, the flying turtle and dancing clowns and stuff like that, you know, um, yeah, exactly. or, or the shining, which is itself is a power uh, of yep. what his powers are. But uh, it, I, I saw it more about this family breakdown. Like you say, it's like the, the loss of family values and, um, you know, and spending time together and doing things together as a, as a unit <laughs> so it's it's kind of like if you take all the the, the paranormal supernatural elements of, of it it's just like yeah it's a, it's actually uh it's actually a, a a look at how families have evolved and how that fear of what are we going to be what is it what it's going to be looking like in the next few years if we carry on the path of depravity you know being depraved and you know, being too sexual, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being too much drugs, or you know, too much alcohol. 
yep, it's yep. quite it's got the shining's quite interesting in that way yep and actually a good way of actually proving that exact point you made is uh if you look it up on on youtube there is uh one of those like recut trailers where they yes. made a trailer for the shining as a rom-com yes, uh, yes. and i love that trailer because it's set to salisbury <laughs> hill by, by peter gabriel mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it is the best because you look at it, you're like oh what a feel-good movie <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's one shining. of the best things. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll slice it in here right now so you can get to watch it and then we'll, we'll come back after that. But oh it's, my it's God, it of, is it's so funny. It's hilarious. Meet Jack Torrance. I'm outlining a new writing project. He's a writer looking for inspiration. Lots of ideas. No good ones. Meet Danny. He's a kid looking for a dad. There's hardly anybody to play with around here. Nah. What's up, Doc? Jack just can't finish his book. I don't want to sound melodramatic, but there's no way to make it economically feasible. Here's to five miserable months. But now, sometimes, what we need the most is just around the corner. I'm your new foster father. I'd do anything. Climbing up on Salisbury Hill. I love it. I could see the city light. My heart going boom, boom, boom. Son, he said, grab your things, I'm gonna take you home. Shiny. So carrying on with the with the seventies, uh, another subgenre that starts developing interestingly is animal horror, um, hmm. and uh, yeah, that basically kicks off with Jaws. Uh, yep. So so once again, I think we all forget because the special effects are so dated. But Jaws was a horror movie when it came out entirely, right? And it's a Spielberg movie, um, and uh, it. Um, it led to a ton of other shark movies. We're still getting them. Yeah. Uh, Sharknado. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, Snakes on a Plane, uh, that classic. Snakes on a Plane, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, around the 70s, you get like movies about like grizzly bear attacks and all these things. So people start to like kind of like a fear of nature. Uh, you also start to get uh, the horror movies uh, based on The Exorcist. Um, and uh, also that these are movies like questioning faith and uh, yeah. really interestingly, um, really looking at it once again through the lens of feminism of like um, the, the mm. kind of like the taking possession of women's bodies and like telling them what to do and about it, like the evil forces that are around. Um, and uh, yeah, The Exorcist is one of those that I saw way later. Like I didn't watch it until like, like the 90s or 2000s. And it still freaked me out. Actually, no, I lied. I watched it in the, in the '90s, and it freaked Same. me out still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not a good not a good time when you're a kid. Don't watch yeah. that if you're under 18, please. <laughs> yes, and, and I'll tell you what what totally creeped me out that randomly happened to me. Uh, my first year in college, I lived outside of Washington D.C., so I actually got to go down to the stairs where the where the Exorcist was shot. So you know how the the, the t- spoiler alert for a super old movie. But the priest gets thrown out a, stair, a, a set of stairs that you constantly see throughout the movie that are like the steepest stairs known to man. Um, and I went there, middle of the day, bright daylight, and it still creeped me out, dude. Did you run? 
<laughs> so the interesting thing is, get this, what those stairs are primarily used for now are for joggers. Like they go there oh, yeah. and they and they do like a stair workout. So like if it's the steepest set of stairs you've ever seen in your life, that's probably the best for your glutes, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's what people use it for. So that's when like the mystique kind of broke. And it was like, oh, this is a treadmill. <laughs> sweaty, sweaty frat bros. Yeah, exactly. Like up and down. Stair mass. Pretty much. It was, uh, so it's like, wait, 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 get out of the way. I need to get to yoga class. It was basically that. Uh, so uh, yeah, not the uh, same vibe, really. Okay. Not the same vibe. Uh, so that's the exorcist. And then um, the another genre that comes up is, wait for it, teen mm. horror. And yes. teen horror comes up with everyone's favorite classic, Carrie, which... Whoa. I don't know. I've always had thoughts about this movie. Uh, but I, okay. I'm curious to get your take. Uh, it's it's just um, the 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 very famous scene uh, at the prom with all the blood, <laughs> all the blood. Uh, and I remember watching that. I think I, I think I was uh, it was probably ten years ago when I first watched it, and I was like, this is just gross. Uh, yeah, and I remember watching it. And I was like, I don't. I, I didn't have any. Um, social comment commentaries for it. I don't have any yeah. backdrop to when it was filmed and the way it came out. I just saw it as a film. Like I know I yeah. knew of Carrie, but yeah. I didn't know anything about the story. So I watched it and I went, "What the f- <laughs> is this? <laughs> What's going on?" And yeah. then the last, the, the I think I think we can spoil the ending where um, you know the hand comes out. Wait, it was camera. The hand comes yeah. out of the, the burned house is it like the, the in the garden or something i don't know where the, yeah. the house used to stand and then the hand just comes yep. out and you're like nah nah <laughs> go on fill me in with your with your knowledge well no it was just that's not more like when i saw this movie i was young enough probably too young uh that i just didn't get it i okay. I, I didn't I, I didn't understand why everybody's making such a big deal about it because I I would I had grown up in like the '80s slasher movies, and I'm like, all right, so so it's gonna happen, something's gonna happen, and, yeah, and, no. and and it didn't, and like nothing happened, and I was like, and, and then you have the of course like the pig's blood scene mm-hmm. is like I can I can see it right now, like it's still visually disturbing. So so that I was like, okay, yeah yeah, like all right, I get <laughs> it. And Sissy Spacek was like creepy in so many ways, uh, but. Um, I, I didn't understand like why people thought this was so such a horror movie, right? And mm-hmm. I think only when I watched it later, like later in life, where I had gone through like high school and college and the awkwardness yep. of being that age, that did, did I really get him like, oh no, that is messed up. That mm-hmm. that's like you know how like it's supposed to be like as a society, like a bunch of people have the recurring dream of like I'm I'm running naked through my school and stuff like yep. that, right? You you see where that fear comes from in that movie right like this this fear of like public humiliation and i it never clicked until later so once again like context is so important like i i mm. think i would show it to aiden and i don't think he'd necessarily get it being 11 years old at this I, point. I don't because yeah i think i think yeah public commu- you, like, that's that's what happens it's probably the the your greatest fear when you get to yeah. like the 15 to well, i guess maybe earlier than that 13 to 18 years old you know with those teenage years where being laughed at in front of everyone and being singled out i think that's where it's probably the the one thing that will probably do the greatest damage to your 
self as a human being later on in life in your certain terms of self-confidence in terms of um you know socializing um that that's something that can be soul destroying you know and it's uh it's you know i I would need to go and watch it back again i think Mm -hmm. and and look at it under like that sort of a different perspective um it's uh it it does feel like it's uh you know it's like somehow what she does which is pretty much kill everyone um is 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 revenge is where you think like you know you're you're you let's say something happens to you at school and you come home and obviously you're distraught and then the first one of the things you you think about is like, oh, how am i going to get back at everyone or the person that pointed at me whilst i was in a, in a vulnerable position and that's sort of taking it the extreme right it's like well yeah. i'm gonna blow everyone's head up um, pretty much it, but again that that um when i don't like to call it a trend but the the first school shooting in the u.s is that from the 80s also is that happening before that would you know good question i i feel at least for me school shootings became part of like an ongoing concern after Columbine, which was yeah. in the 90s, right? So Columbine uh, is is attributed, I think, and I mean, I mean Columbine is very complicated. So I want to like make yes, it it's, simpler it's than it needs to be. But yeah. at the time, it was attributed to like the the grunge movement, right? Of yeah, just Marilyn like, Monson and you know, yeah. dark music, you know, like correct as well. So, but but also like a response to video game culture, right? Which yeah. which is which has now been proven like. Well, not proven, but there's a lot of studies that 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 disprove that theory. It's it's um, massively disproved that it's it's yeah. it's nothing to do with it. Um, Correct. So, but it's, it's sort of what I was uh, as we were talking about it, I was, I was thinking may, maybe it's also sort of um, uh, uh, carry could be also some sort of answer, some sort of um, analysis of school shooting also because that's something that let's say you are mentally unstable. And something happens yeah. to you at school. That, that's most what most of the school shootings. That's sort of the reason, or the reasoning behind yeah. most of the shooters' behavior. It's yeah. like, well, something happened to me at school or in my private life. I got humiliated on a daily basis. Correct. Take it out on other people. So that's so. It's kind of going with this is that maybe carries sort of um, a commentary on school shooting, or maybe it's a precursor to it. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it might be actually ahead of its time, man. If I'm honest, because it really like 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 it. it it went deep into something that was happening in high schools, right? Like we got mm-hmm. in the eighties, like all the bullying culture, like, well, I'm sure it was yeah. there. It, 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 it got a name during the eighties. It got like a name. I think, culture. I think, yeah, yeah it, exactly. It's got, it's got, it went from something that is done and sort of expected to happen to, yeah. well, hang on, this is wrong. Um, and yeah. we need to talk about it. We need to name it. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Correct. So that's teen horror. And, and we'll <laughs> definitely come back to that because then there's a ton of it in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Uh, yeah. And then the, the well, I'm sure there's a lot more genres. The only other one that I want to touch on, which I, I which was, this is knowledge dropped on me big time. Um, uh, the origin of body horror. So the stuff you see these days in like all the Eli Roth movies and like yeah. Saw and all that sort of stuff. Uh, like uh, the what Eli Roth me like uh, Hostel and all those movies. Uh, it has its beginnings in a movie called Shivers, which is by David Cronenberg, who would go on oh, to yeah. do The Fly, which we'll the talk fly, about yeah. in the 80s because it's super important movie for the 80s. Uh, but this is kind of where it started, where it was like, uh, yeah, the, the, the movie really centered around just like 
disfiguring bodies in crazy ways that no one had even thought of. Uh, and then it just took off. And once again, it really sets up the 80s and the 90s the, when, when this movie comes up in the 70s. Could, could that be... So the, the 80s, that would be sort of the, the first... The, the apparition of um, AIDS, right? HIV. So let's jump into the 80s because that, that's a Is big that, one. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the gun no, no 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 but yeah no but, but that that's really like the 80s like one of the 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 so to your point like the the aids um the aids crisis during the eighth and the during the 80s like uh mm. once again a movie that i saw up until i read about this i had no idea this is how i should interpret the movie is the fly really is a commentary on aids uh yeah. it's it's the slow deterioration of a man that 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 uh, in this case, goes through an experiment, but something inadvertently happens to him. He doesn't know it. He doesn't. It's not like the mad scientist, like looking for the evil. Yeah. He was just trying to teleport himself to someone else. He was just doing something different, and yeah. something bad happens when he's doing that different thing, and then he slowly deteriorates until there's nothing left of him. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it 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 all sort of made the movie for me like really sad. And I remember once again with the fly going like. This is less, I was expecting jump scares when I watched it in the, in the nineties and it's more, and it's exactly, it's more just like, oh, this is slow and disturbing and kind of messed up. And, and, and yeah, that's, that was his way of interpreting the, the, the AIDS crisis of the eighties. Yeah, it's absolutely not a a jump scare film. It's just like, you know, when it's, 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 it's a slow process into something completely um this monster and it's in this it's it's quite yeah I've, I've, I've watched it when i was a kid <laughs> my parents you know um <laughs> <laughs> i watched it as a kid and then um i think i watched it again very recently where uh, uh, now i've got a completely different interpretation a completely different um understanding of the film i think like you said like when you watch something like that as a kid you're like oh gross disgusting you know it's just getting, getting to a monster but when, when you start realizing when it was filmed um what was happening around the film at this time, you know, this new illness that was sort of coming out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, also the the hysteria that happened after that, you know, like people are like, oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's a gay and, illness, and you know, just don't don't touch people. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that how he deteriorates, where yeah. it, it's like he can't get medical attention because if he were to show up, no one would want to touch him. Right. Exactly. And that, that was very real in the eighties. Like a lot of people trying to get medical education couldn't because everybody was afraid that they would get it as well. Which is funny when you watch um, Philadelphia, Tom Hanks. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, sort of the same vibe. Yep. Horror, yep, 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 yep. different way. Totally. Yep. Uh, yes, yeah, actually, that's a good point. So uh, the eighties, <laughs> what uh, becomes mainstream is the slasher. So psycho, mm-hmm ends up being Friday the 13th. And yeah. this is where uh, I think I think this is how like my horror upgrade, upbringing was shaped. And that's why, uh, skipping ahead just a little bit, but how like uh, intelligent or like some people call it elevated horror has been the trend over the last decade. Uh, I think that's why a lot of us have gravitated to that because 80s movies were just honestly dub. <laughs> like, like a yeah. lot of like 80s horror was just like, gratuitous slasher but at the same time super fun but like- that, that's 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 where you see all this all these youtube videos and people commenting is like when somebody when there's a monster coming at you super slowly and then the guy would be like yeah, and then exactly. you've got audience reactions like 
bitch where are you going that way just run just, just run all that you know it's like there's a bunch of us let's go into that room you go into that room let's split up and you're like yeah. why <laughs> just stay together stay in the same place just barricade yourself just stay somewhere yeah. <laughs> let's go and explore <laughs> It's like my, my constant comments. I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? No, no, exactly. no. Why would you do that? No. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Why did you switch? Why did you go into that room where everything's dark and you can hear like a creaking noise coming out of the door? Why? Why would you investigate that? Yeah. <laughs> it's the middle of the night. A normal human being would just freaking leg it. Like you, you would just run out. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure there's a 24 hours shop that is open with all the lights on. Just go there. There's a bunch of people, drunks, probably in the middle of the night. Just go there. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, they are and, dumb. And also, <laughs> what, what, and, and also but, but what's interesting is also like how a lot of those movies are like condemning uh, young people. Because it's always mm-hmm. young people that, that are young. They're full of hormones. So stuff's happening in the evenings in their cabins. And somehow they pay a price for that, for just being kids and having yeah. hormones and being attracted to other people. They end up paying a price and, and it just really condemns that, right? And it goes back to like 80s Reagan conservatism. It's like, it, so, yeah. it, it totally shaped that decade and as, it's, far as, horror, you, as far as Do you I'm notice, because I, th- I think you'll talk, we'll, we'll touch on Scream uh, for the 90s, the, the Scream, Scream trilogy. Absolutely have um, to, yeah. And, and and one of the things that they talk about is that, and, and something that comes up in the 80s in those movies is that anyone that has sex dies. Yeah. Yes, pretty much. That's and the truth. <laughs> so when, when, you, when you watch a movie and then you just don't think about it too much, you're like, okay, cool. It's like wearing a red shirt on Star Trek. You'll die. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you're a virgin at the start of the film. You do have sex. Within five minutes, you're dead. And like you said, that's, that's cons- conservatism. Um, it's also kind of yeah, very much a religious commentary yeah. background to it. It's like it's it's oh like, yeah, oh don't yeah. Have sex now? Nah, you're only eighteen. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you're not making babies. Why are you touching what? that person? Don't. Exactly. You'll die. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to hell, right there. <laughs> and if you're if you're not white. Uh, you're probably oh. not going to make it through more than 15 minutes you, of the movie. You don't get to see boobs. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you don't get that far. You don't get that it's far. It's like, you get slashed pretty quickly. Like, oh, you see your friends there? Yeah, say goodbye. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, that's the only thing that happens to you. It's 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 very true. In that. that was sort of the rules. Um, yeah. Mid-80s, um, early 90s, like yeah. you're black, you're a virgin, and you're about to have sex or you had sex. You're wearing a red shirt. You're yep. not going to last that long. At all, and also it's it it speaks a lot to like what people thought was representation, where it's like out of every twenty characters, one is not white, and apparently that was normal. <laughs> the white man, the white man's always there at the end. Exactly, it's like there was one person that wasn't white. It's like, yeah, sure, eighties. That that's exactly what the world's like. You see, Brody <laughs> over there, he's gonna be alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so we get friday the 13th we get uh which I, I i will absolutely fess up to i was a junkie for friday the 13th and nightmare right. street i saw yeah. all of them uh including jason goes to space which is the worst one uh oh yeah oh, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to educate me on that one because i don't think i've 
heard of it. <laughs> so, so it, that would be Go education on. where you would want your life back after that. It oh, has no. no redeeming value. Jason goes to space. At, at that point, it's like they ran out of options, dude. That was like Jason. I don't know. Someone correct me, but like Jason 12 or something like that. Oh God, yeah. um, they, they just stopped caring. But I will say like um, Jason or, or more so Friday 13th, three, three is creepy. It's creepy as hell, dude. It freaks me out. Three, uh, four, and I believe five, I think were my favorites. No, I lie. It's three, four, and six. And, oh, I and need to get into yeah yeah and that, yeah. and and funny enough I, I i the the first ones weren't even that jason centric i think one and two it really was about like the campsite and about just like haunting right. at the campsite and stuff like that uh but uh but anyways point being is that they they were i thought they were great initially um I, i'm sure if i watched them again through a different lens i wouldn't think that's the case necessarily now but uh, <laughs> but they were fun for those days man I, it, they creeped me out i loved them um, oh, they did the job right they, they did yeah. what they were supposed to do i don't think you should to somehow like i don't think there's so much it's one of those films or especially um night was it what's the other one uh, nightmare on um, oh, street yeah I, I, I don't know it's to me they, they're those types of films that i don't really know if there's a sort of social commentaries behind it or if there's any sort of are those being really i, I don't know if they really like they're part of the of the genre of horror but i don't know if they really fit into sort of like just i just want to see somebody you know, getting stabbed i think that's that's all they wanted to say there was no nothing too deep about them right yeah it's like the, the the running joke when we watch my friends is like how will jason kill someone and if it wasn't like a new and more inventive way of stabbing someone we were let down it was like <laughs> you suck it's like that's like and it was like look at that one it, it was like watching sports it was like look at that one dude replay replay look at that look at that <laughs> rewind <laughs> so and same thing with freddy um yeah. i think the idea I, I will have to say, like, I watched the Jason movies as like a fan of slasher movies. And, and like I said, like almost like watching sports, but Nightmare on Elm Street were like genuinely creepy to me. Like the, those, those I didn't watch, like those I, I didn't rewatch very often mm. um, because I did find those like genuinely disturbing in terms of like Ooh. when you fall asleep, something's going to happen. And I remember like multiple nights of not being able to fall asleep because of them. The only thing, I, the the one thing I remember is the uh, a girl asleep in bed, and then there's those hands, that claw yep. hands, that just come and oh no, yep. just think yep. about yep. it, yep. freaks me out. No, no. Um, right then, let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Yeah. I think. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for keeping it's, us it's, on track. It's it's a great <laughs> era, but I think we need to move on. Unfortunately. Yes. Uh, the, the only other thing, last thing to, to mention about yep. the '80s, which was influential, is that you get VHS, and because of VHS, you get the B like the B-level horror movies yes. everywhere, right? So all of a sudden it's like a low budget movie did not have to like, like earn back its budget at the, at the movies. Like it could earn back its budget through VHS. And that just spawned a ton of movies that came out during that time, right? Uh, that were just straight to VHS movies that are now are like cult classics. Um, oh. So, which leads us to the 90s. And hey, wait, before, before, before we move on to the yeah. 90s, uh, there's yeah. one spe special shout out because I think you talk about the fly and like body snatching. Yeah. I just need to drop the thing in there. Yes. Which, which is one of, to me, one of the best horror films of all time, if not the best, like one of my favorite. Yes. Um, uh, and uh, again, you can sort of, you kind of, 
align it with the fly in terms of things growing inside of you and yep. knowing who is who and you know trying to understand what's happening well but anyway, also in the in yeah. the thing didn't they have to like get a blood test to figure out if they had the thing yep. or something they had so, to do some sort of blood test they had to that's a bunch of stuff they have to do but yeah uh and they're also they're trying to kill everything with fire which so is sort, it, of, it, um, a, sort of a religious connotation right there uh, yeah but, but <laughs> even the, the the blood test right is like aids crisis uh yeah. it, it's like strong connection so no but also like just amazing movie like that was one of those movies that i remember as a kid i i, I didn't finish it I, I had to go back like if you ask me right now to tell you the whole plot of the movie i don't actually remember it because i think i oh. blocked it out <laughs> oh man I've, so, I've seen it so often it's, it's great it's such a great film it's right. good yeah uh <laughs> 90s Where are we? yes swiftly on uh so with the 90s uh interestingly uh the 90s and and we could there's definitely an argument to me. It's not. A, this is not a blanket statement. But the '90s were a time of prosperity in a way. Yeah. Uh, because we weren't caught up in stupid wars. Is the truth of the matter? Uh, as much. Um, as and much, so these were much. these were the the exactly these were the Clinton years. And there's still some stuff happening that wasn't cool, especially in terms of uh, social justice. For sure, there's still yeah. stuff that needed to be addressed in those periods. But overall, it was a, a general period of prosperity, which meant, funny enough, that horror kind of declined like the 80s mm-hmm. slashers kind of went downhill a little bit more uh you didn't see as many of them i think people got saturated uh the vhs market probably like uh overdid that genre quite a bit um but what you end up starting to get is serial killer movies and yep. interestingly the one i want to lead off with is silence of the lamps which is i think the next big acknowledgement that horror gets in the oscar um uh, race uh because yep. uh, like that movie cleaned up and it was a straight horror movie when you look at it uh anything from the performance of anthony hopkins to like buffalo bill and like the captivity scenes and all those things like how they kept someone in a hole uh it's a fantastic movie but it is definitely a horror movie and it, and it's again it's it's um if, if you look at it it's a return from the eighties was a lot of monsters. Like again, body snatchers, the thing, yeah. the fly yeah. it's, it's monsters. Yeah. And it's a return to your next door neighbor. Normal people are the monsters. Uh, it's, it's, yes. it's quite interesting. You go again, full circle. And then suddenly it's like, well, you know, Hannibal Lecter, it's going to eat your face. But that guy looks, <laughs> he's a professor, right? He's a professor, right? He's, he, he does, yeah. he teaches whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like well he's gonna eat your brain and then it's gonna fit it to you as well with um, some fava nice, beans yeah and then, <laughs> then some nice wine some nice chianti yeah. so it's 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 interesting that and so, and again i think i think you've got scream on your uh, i keep going back to scream but that's really the, the first slasher yeah. horror movies that actually made an impression on me but again we'll, we'll go into it now but yeah back to having normal people everyday people being the monsters, being the the, yep. the the horror themselves. Correct. Uh, if you think about it, it's like if we don't get, we don't have Silence of the Lambs, we never get American Psycho, we never get mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Dexter, uh, yep. like all of these amazing shows and movies. Like we never get if it's not for Silence of the Lambs, we made made that mainstream. Just like oh yeah, like your neighbor could be your horror, right? Yep. And then uh, and then at the same time, like in TV, like there's like these all unsolved mystery shows happening. And uh, later on, uh, probably not the 90s, maybe around you get like Cold Case Files, uh, which just takes that and goes like, no, no, there's real people that do this. Like there's like legit people and we're going to tell you all about it. <laughs> you can you can add to this the X-Files. 
Uh, oh yes, you can, you, you can catch on Amazon Prime right now. Um, yes, that's right. The entire the entire what eight seasons or more than that? I can't remember how many they are in total, oh, God, yeah. but um, there's quite a few. Um, that's also kind of tinkering with supernatural and UFOs and stuff like that. But if you watch the episodes, most of it is kind of human beings yep. being the the the. If 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 you look at the entire work of the X Files. I would always argue that it's not about UFOs and monsters. It's more about governments and how they're trying to yes. work against the normal people, you know, and, and, and all these conspiracies that are um, orchestrated by them. But that's again, that, that, yeah, it's, it's sort of influenced by, I think it's more towards the end of the nineties um, yeah. X-Files. No, mid nineties, I think yeah. more like, um, which is when scream. Yeah. So, this this is and, and actually funny enough i think this is this is a loose take i don't know if it connects but go on, go on. like scream and x files have a big connection uh because uh there that's a period where horror becomes aware of itself so if you look okay. at the x files it's like it's not doing jumps just for to your point they could have just made it like a straight horror show and then be something like supernatural yeah. right yeah. um but it's not it actually stops and, and and thinks about could this really be happening or mm -hmm. is this actually just the government right so and in the same way scream just goes like it takes it the total opposite direction but in the same way it's like this is not happening it really isn't <laughs> and this is and this is why it's really dumb <laughs> right yeah. and and then and then so so because the whole movie just references horror movies, to me at the time was just like mind blown and i have to be honest like i think it's one of the things that made me get into cinema like in terms of like studying and understanding it because yeah. I, it just blew my mind when i watched it like, like like you say is that i think i mean at least to to me i think it's like you said it's, it's the first time that within a movie they are aware of what happened before and then they literally tell you well look the, the killer at the end is like well the killers again spoilers sorry but the killers yeah. are going yeah well you know you need to have a bad guy you need to have the um, again the virgin yep you need to get the you know it's, and, and it's 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 super interesting and again it, it it does it very well that it's like it's taking the audience so me for example because i saw it when i was about i think 16 15 16 when it came out um and it's literally was teaching me about previous generations of horror movies but then also it was talking to you because it's it's happening to teenage kids it's happening yeah. at people that are high school or college or whatever yep uh, and what they do is very similar to the the way of life you're having which is going to parties having the first boyfriends girlfriends whatever um and you know figuring out who you are and stuff like that so it's 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 that that's why it's, to me it spoke volumes like it's not so much because obviously what we're doing is talking about horrors within a decade but like to me 90s is when like you i guess it's like when you become you transition from a child to uh, an adult and i think that's what scream to me is massively important is that be, that's that's where i'm like i could identify to a film or to the characters in the film to a limit because obviously i wasn't living in the u.s and i would, you know <laughs> i didn't have um, half of what those people i well, didn't do what half of these people were doing so it's 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 in in that terms in that sort of understanding of the film that i could relate to that obviously yeah. i don't know anyone who killed anyone so i guess that's where the the comparison stops um 
but I, I thought that was really that was really and it was cool i thought the, the yeah. vibe of the film was really cool like the killers were yeah. slick exactly um, the costume of obviously the, the iconic costume with a distorted face yep which again if you think about it now mind blown um that's the oh. face of the 1920s you know it's like uh, going Dude! back to those paintings <laughs> love the color the man. yeah <laughs> expressionism right full it's circle like, yeah dude very nice connection. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, and yeah, the, the thing about this movie is like they, they literally t- were telling you what was going to happen and it still creeped you out. And yep. that monologue at the end when the guy confesses that it's him, it, it, it's just mind-blowing. It was so good. And, and just about the only thing that I think I can fault Scream is the fact that they made too many. <laughs> it's like they kept going. It's like that's they needed exactly to stop. That. Like, do, they needed uh, to stop. The first one's perfect. The second yeah. one, okay, I can see, I can yeah. see a case for having a second one. You can kind of deep dive into the the parents' story and the mom, and yeah. because you know um, yeah. stuff like that. And, but then the third one, I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, there's I a series, right? There's a TV series, Scream. I think, or they they're planning on doing, or it's happening already. I, 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 I think I've read an article about Netflix or Amazon Prime kind of picking up on Scream, and I went, I stopped reading because I don't want, I don't want to know. Uh, I, yeah it, it i don't know but it wouldn't surprise me it's like this is the the we're living through the world of like let's rediscover all the ip from our childhood Ugh. uh case in point willow is gonna yep. be a thing oh god <laughs> so, no i've seen that i don't i don't want it i don't want to leave it. like like i liked willow but I, I don't know man i don't feel like that's the one to bring back no um, not enough to not enough to to warrant to come back no, no. yeah like no. i i really don't say like i i got the dark crystal like mm-hmm. I get that. It's like that that just because technology has moved on, that you can make that so much better now. Yes. But Willow, I'm like, we've gotten a bunch of fantasy movies that are good. Like really, it was just like, and, and once again, maybe someone will be upset at me for saying this, but it's just kind of like poor man's version of like Lord of the Rings at the end of the <laughs> <It> day. <is>. That's <laughs> basically what it was. I'm, I'm uh, just it was a Lucas want, film, but but I'm just scared one day they might think of bringing back ET, for example. I don't want that. Oh. That would be that would be that, no. Oh, that'd be the worst idea. To be fair, if they did they did re- restart Star Wars and Ghostbusters, so anything's possible, right? But I feel like Ghostbusters had legs. Oh, no, like, I know. I, I, I think legs. I think you know what that, that's 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 for another episode. I think we can talk yeah, about true. Ghostbusters because yeah. um, um, you know, if full disclosure, I work for the company who produced Ghostbusters. The, oh, the we can't reboots. we can't trash on ghostbusters then okay oh we can <laughs> uh, <laughs> because um, i don't know i don't know if i should say anything about it but yeah it's it's it, it was an interesting time to work for the company who produced it okay uh, interesting to see the reception we got from it so yeah i'll leave it at you, that you have to you have to tell me offline when yes. we can actually talk about it <laughs> yeah. uh, so um yeah so that was kind of the, the 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 first part of the 90s like getting like very like uh to use one of the the terms that the twitter's people's use it's like everything got super meta man yeah. Um, yeah. so um but the and this is actually one of my favorite things of the 90s it's like tail end just snuck in there Blair Witch Project yeah. and Six Sets. So I got to tell you my Blair Witch Project story. So Blair Witch Project comes out in 1999. Yeah. 1997, I had lived in Maryland, down the street from where the Blair Witch Project happens. 
this is 1999 pre social media. The internet was yeah. a thing, but it wasn't a thing like it is today. No, and no, I just no wasn't, monster. you weren't getting news in the same way. And I remember vividly, they launched this marketing campaign around like a movie about found footage and not showing you any of the scary parts. Just like these kids are running around the forest, found footage, something bad happens. You got to see it. And yeah. I fell hook, line and sinker to, to the marketing campaign. And I walked in on the first day of the movie opening because uh, I was in college and I had like class canceled this afternoon or something. I was like, you know, sure. go to the movie. Canceled. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Canceled. Because yeah. I went to all my classes during college. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, mom. Yeah. I did. <laughs> uh, so uh, I walk into the movie and as the movie's like, like happening, I'm going, is this real footage? Like, they, like, like I, I knew that I had to believe that it wasn't. But I was, whereas normally you're trying to convince yourself to believe, I was convincing myself not to believe. Like I was going like, no, 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 this can't be real. No, no, this can't be real. This can't be real. And it left a huge bark on me, dude. Like no idea. Like I, to this day, I still vividly remember how I felt walking out of the movie, how creeped out I was knowing that I had been close to it, seeing what happened and, and noticing that you never see the witch, right? Spoiler, sorry. Like super old movie. Um, it's like you never see the witch, at least in the first one. And um, it, it, that end scene with the guy facing the, facing wall, the wall, just like, uh, yeah, anyways, I, I could it's, talk about it forever. That, yeah. that, that, that end scene, the, the, just the, the, the few frames you get from the guy facing the wall, that's the thing that freaked me out the most out of the entire film. None, none of the, um, you know, scenes in the wood, in the dark, you know, the running around and the screeching and stuff like that. It was more like that one guy standing there. I was like, oh, no, no thanks. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say that uh, to me, this the the, um, the Blair Witch Project sort of lines up with the grunge movement in terms of music. It's like uh, in terms of the way they dress, the way they look is very grungy, very dirty, very yeah. real almost because that's what grunge music was at the time. Yeah. It was like the, the, this offshot of the skaters movement you know like the cool kids on yeah, skates and like the grunge movement is more like um and that's that's why i sort of keep re- referring to it as a gr- the, the first grunge film in a way mainstream yeah. grunge film in the way that it's real it's 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 there's no no special effects right um yeah. and, and and it's like it's dirty it's visceral and it's i was like <laughs> um because i was massively into nirvana and all you know all this stuff yeah coming out everything coming out of seattle was kind of that era well mid 90s but yeah uh, sort of lingering all the way towards towards the end of the, the 90s oh, totally i think that's Absolutely. kind of to me sort of feels like the nirvana of the of the movie of the 90s movies some in a way do you know what i mean like dude it's, that, it's, i never thought of that. that's 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 spot cool. on dude yeah, 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 and it's true. It's in the way that, like, the '80s movies, like '80s, like synth music, was. Yeah. You say what you will about those movies, but they're super colorful. <laughs> it's like there's nothing drab about those '80s slashers. Yeah. When you Whereas, and, like, and when you watch and when you watch the Blair Witch Project, is it's like shots in the forest. Yeah, it's, it's gray. Shot in the dark. It's gray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's filmed on tape. It's it's on tape, so it's VHS yeah. or whatever it was available that was available at the time. So it's not like HD. It's not clean cut right it's not yep. nice composed shots it's like grunge music to me it's like you know, it's like yeah let's pick up a guitar and a drum and let's go yeah um but there's some sort of 
poetry to it in a way it's like it's like you, don't, you know there's a lot of mystery so yeah it's it's quite interesting to think of it that way i don't know nice. yeah. <laughs> the nirvana of horror <laughs> and then uh, again the, the the end is very abrupt just like nirvana um correct yeah know, it's, like, correct. it's like it's it ended uh, too, the way it ended soon. and it's like yep yeah. Anyway, 2000, moving on? Yeah, so 2000. So uh, the what happens at the end of the 1990s, at least in 2000s, uh, initially it's all about like the, the call back to Hitchcock, right? So it's like smart, like um, a horror yes. grounded. And at that point we can't actually start calling it smart again because it, the horror had gone into kind of like stupid world in like well, we said, in, yeah. at end of the 80s yeah yeah uh and then that happens with the sixth sense with m night Shyamalan, and then you get all the m night Shyamalan oh, yes. movies uh love it or hate them uh i i happen to be a fan uh there's Same. there's some that definitely have some problems with them but overall like i always appreciate what he's going for uh it, it's almost like and I, I hate to this is gonna be very cheesy but like in the the that signs movie where he's like just like swing for the fences. I think there's like some 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 line like that that he does that yeah, ultimately yeah, becomes yeah. like the the defining moment of the end of the movie. Uh, that's kind of what I think. Like Shalomar is kind of always kind of swinging for the fences, man. Like trying something that's not like necessarily gonna sit well with everyone. But and sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. But I just appreciate that he was trying uh, something different, like in the early 2000s. I really like that he's taking risks. You know what? Yeah. Uh, if it's at least it's not boring you know it's going to be something happening in those films it might be shit it might be awesome yeah if you don't try you're not gonna get, yeah. get any results so you know yeah right. so so that that starts to shape the early 2000s um but then uh what ends up happening very soon in the 2000s is that you get 9-11 and 9-11 yeah. becomes kind of like the next shaping kind of cult like moment in our history and culture that really sorry moment in our history that impacts our culture um and what that means is that it it leads to a lot of zombie movies right so zombie genre had been introduced Mm -hmm. it had been in and out but it was kind of like um a lot of the zombie movies were not global right they were very much like my house is being attacked and after 9-11 it was really about like invasion like in a grand scale right and then you so you get movies like 28 days later Right, yep. which is like looks at zombies and like just like reinvigorates the zombie drama in such a cool way. So this is um, uh, what's his face, the guy that did the Olympics thing, um, the director. Uh, it's gonna come back to me. Uh, but anyways, um, oh sorry, uh, uh, Boyle, uh, Danny Boyle. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. So Danny Boyle does Twenty Days Later. That like super stylized, like still mm-hmm. like riffing on like that '90s like overly stylized everything uh, going into 2000s. Yeah. Uh, but just like a movie where the stakes are bigger, where it just feels like an outright invasion that you can't control. And that's one of the differences of the post 9/11 world, where it's like the post World War II world. We knew, all right, if this happens again, we know what to do. Yeah. But with and that's basically why we ended up with the nuclear arms race, right? But in a post 9-11 world, it was different because it was like no one knew what to do as a response to that, right? It it felt like it was everywhere and it could happen at any time, like these terrorist attacks. And that was the fear that that came across in a lot of the movies started coming out in the, uh, and, in the 2000s. and I think I think I think that kind of um triggered two things, 9-11 for the US. I mean, it's it's the one thing is that this return to realism in a way. Yeah. So there's a lot of lot of not only just yes. in the horrors but like in, in terms of tvs and, and tv series and, and movies but it's like you know it's like things that you see now it's it's more based on reality more more plausible um 
scenarios of you know, stories being told, you know, and there's and there's also a return of um, a lot of more, you know, a lot more um, police. I was gonna say police driven stories, but you know, like um, things like Twenty Four, you know, yes. <laughs> like yeah. FBI. Um, We're the good kinda guys. <laughs> being the good exactly with the good yeah. guys. We we're, we're the strong guys. We you know it's 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 a lot of it's it's a definitely a massive shift in what's coming out of the u.s so I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because that is the other trend that i think is super fascinating is uh torture horror uh yes that comes out in the 2000s which really like kicks off with movies like saw and hostile uh and uh and they're really an answer to some of these activities that were being carried out by the government like yep torturing people that after 9-11 like that was definitely a thing there was a full investigation on it that we all know about and iraq and guantanamo and yeah all these places it it, it happened it 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 heck who knows it might still be happening um Mm -hmm. but uh but point being is that it influenced like movies like saw that really were about like the the plot at the end of the day is somewhat thin and it's more about the situation, right? Yeah. It's about like, how do you get out of this situation? Same with hostile where it's, it's less about like a group of people that are slowly picked off until there's one left and they have the ultimate confrontation with the monster, which is a lot yeah. about the eighties and more about like, Oh, that, Oh, that is a slow way to go. And it's really bad. And I don't know how you get that. Like, it all seems bleak. Yeah, all the way to the end of the movie, and some of them actually are just like full, like bleak, full stop, like Saw. It has no redeeming there's value. N- there's really. no, there's <laughs> no happy ending in Saw. I yeah. mean, like even if you make it out of life, it's with half your leg, correct? <laughs> you know, your your yeah. your ears are cut off or something. Like that. It's it's you know, and it's and it's it, it, and it's very true that you linked it with 9/11. It's like, well, we've made it out alive of that terrorist attack, but we lost yes part of us, right? Yes. So it's 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 yeah it's 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 based in, again not so much with Saw but you know what I mean it's like you could argue there's some sort of there's a certain dose of reality because the way the, the way it's filmed the colors that are being used and um, the the overarching theme of torture so and and, and heavy mutilation. I think that's yes. you know and, and and harm being done to somebody it's 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 all grounded in reality even yeah. if it's so is an extraordinary sort of setup but yeah the message behind it is you know yeah and, and, again, and that twist at the end though that twist at the end is pretty cool uh, <laughs> oh yeah totally totally uh it's just yeah. when, when the guy gets up and walks yeah. out it's just like oh, <laughs> shuts the door bang <laughs> It's like the one person you had to pay attention to. So yeah, like you see how it takes elements of Hitchcock in there, but yes. also like David David Cronenberg and like the body horror of the seventies, like finally finds a home, right? It, before it's like the body horror had been to like push the limits of special effects, right? And like what, how how much yeah. can we can we shock you? Whereas this is like no no the the, the special effects are just a means to drive the message of like torture sucks. <laughs> um, oh, but uh, and, and also uh, in terms of a technical geeky aspect of things, um, I went to the cinema to watch so three I think, and there's a scene at the start of it when there's a guy who's like in terms like he's he's positioned on this. Sort of as Jesus, you know, on the on the cross, right, with his arms yep. extended, and he's got something that's like this, the weird equipment that's twisting his limbs, yeah. legs, and arms. Yep. And he's got to do something. It's the usual thing. He's got to before the time over and time runs out. He's got to figure it out. It yeah. doesn't. 
so obviously arms and everything starts twisting and bones are breaking and it's the first time ever so i went in cinema it's the first time ever that i actually almost puked because of the sound oh i actually shut my eyes and i actually had to walk out and get some fresh air and come back in because the the sound of bone breaking like bones breaking and i was like actually it's the first time that i noticed sound um what's it called sound design yeah in a movie yeah um you know Anyway, that's a side note, but I, I thought I was, I was bringing yeah. that up because that was mm, that was gnarly. Oh, yeah, no, we have, yep, we have to rush. I think let's go to twenty ten. Let's you know? go to twenty ten. All right, so all these like 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 slightly like, and you can say it's like saw leads to, in yes. some ways, is the key to the twenty tens, and like a horror becomes like truly like not um, uh, doesn't imply a social message outright says it in the case of saw. Yes where it's like there's ambiguity as to who is good and you get into like a Thanos type conversation of just like uh, good idea, bad way of executing it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you get into kind of those conversations. And then so 2010, the social themes are just front and center, like across the are board. You think, are you thinking get out? Totally, dude. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's like get out like is the pinnacle of that pretty much. Mm. It's like there there have been some buildup, but it really is just like a huge commentary of just like and that case yeah. like outright racism and appropriation and like all these things that they do not skirt around at all. Yeah. And and the the the, the, the surprisingly like the evil person, like the slasher is a white woman like that is attractive yeah. and young, right? It's not like an old like witch or something like that, like the witch or something. Um, it is like young and say. could yeah. it could be you, right? So it, I think it just took a, a ginormous turn and I love where it's going. Like absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, which is so, sort of actually remind, reminds me, there's a movie that came out this year or last year um yeah. a slasher movie i think or i don't even know yeah horror slasher movie um where it's actually uh, a bunch of rich liberals that get uh, a bunch of hillbillies to and they hunt oh. them down what was it called the isn't um, it the lodge the lodge hang on let me let me go or the or the uh, hunt the hunt or the, the lodge hunt? Or the, i feel like it's the hunt i, I 2020 I so it's t- actually this year okay uh yes it's yeah, the yeah. hunt yeah 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 it just came out um, yeah how was that <laughs> actually for what it is it's actually great but the, the funny yeah. thing is like as i said it's it's um the liberals doing the hunting yeah. usually when you have those sort of films it's always like you know the sort of more the, the bad far rights that are chasing freedom loving lefties or you know what i mean it's like yeah oh this this guy who wants to kill a certain certain race you know, it's yep. like it's you know, it's like a, a, it's always a racist element to it. But this time yep. around, it's like, um, you know, it's like, like get out. It's you clearly know they're like right leaning, you know, white supremacists. Well, yeah. clearly, they're they're, yeah. they're frankly white supremacists. You know, um, super like white superiority, KKK, these kind of themes. Whereas the the hunt is like, well, actually, no, we we rich lefties, we're better than you. Because we have taste, we have money, we have oh, the good jobs, really? we're more clever than you, and that's where we hunt those hillbillies and 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 Trump Trump lovers. We hunt them down, we gather them, and then we 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 just hunt them, kill them for sports. 
because we prepare for it like we are the top of our game mentally physically and we just want to mess you up um so <laughs> it, i thought that was quite of the the opposite of get out in a way yeah um, oh dude that's fascinating but watch it yeah. it's not the greatest film of all time but i think it's it's worth your uh, an hour it's and a half of your time i think it's it's actually cool and there's a lot of death that you don't see coming at all yeah. i'm not talking jump not talking jump scares i'm talking like there's somebody talking suddenly it's like, you're like oh yeah he was, he was mid-sentence what <laughs> you know and you thought this guy could, or this woman could have been yeah. the lead character you don't know who the lead character is also in, the, in that yeah. film so it's awesome i love that you you don't oh interesting you do, you do get one a third of the way through halfway through this that the one person that suddenly becomes the lead character but like for the first half the first third first half of the film you're like wait is that is that who is leading the film no it's not because um yeah. so let's go back to get out <laughs> so. <laughs> uh no, no, but so yeah no dude but but that's the thing it's like the the those themes would have been touched on um through whether it be like metaphors in the movie or whatnot and previously now they're just outright saying it right which i think is yeah. super cool um and then you get but you still get some that are very interesting metaphors and that's the second one i want to touch on well actually third one um uh called the the babadook uh and it's an i believe australian or kiwi film is it uh, kiwi? i think it's a, it's one of those two i forget um to the rescue yeah but uh it's uh it, what's super creepy about it is that it's another take on a movie that I saw a while back called uh, uh, There's Something with Kevin, I believe it's called. Yes. Or There's Something About Kevin. Something about uh, Kevin. Yep. Which, if you're a parent, don't ever watch that movie. I wish I wouldn't have seen it. It is the worst ever movie to watch as a parent because it just builds this dread, like this horrible dread of your children. And the child doesn't exhibit any, like, it's not like he's possessed. He's not Damien. There's nothing. No. This is just like the brattiest kid that you have ever met terrorizing his mom throughout multiple phases in his life until he grows up to be like this disgruntled teen that could walk into Columbine but in this yeah. case, he's just terrorizing his mom. It's it's some of the it's some like That's, scarier thing I've ever seen, and it has no supernatural elements whatsoever. It's a great advertisement for condoms and uh, contraceptions, right? <laughs> <laughs> that thing, that film. <laughs> so <laughs> don't don't have kids. <laughs> same could be said about Babadook, uh, but in this, yes. so, so in this case, Australian, though, which is an Australian film. Australia, yeah. Sorry, I thought it was Australia. Yeah, I was pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so in this case. Uh, what's super interesting about the social commentary about the Babadook is that it's this mom living with a kid. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I won't spoil the end yeah. uh, because it is so worth watching. But it is clearly low budget. It's not a super high budget film, uh, but it's this mom living with a kid. She's a single mom and the kid starts behaving a bit odd. In this case, it's not because the kid's an outright brat or anything. It's just like the kid is actually seeing things yeah. uh, that are making him act in a very particular way. And the, it starts off very like in a way that we can all relate to is like the kid gets like, or sorry, the mom gets a note home from the, from the school about the kid misbehaving. And then the, the incidents get worse and worse and the mom can't figure it out. And she tries to explain to the school that he's a good kid, but they just won't have it. Eventually he gets kicked out of school. Um, she's by herself. She tries to convince her neighbor that something is like, is, is, is around in the house and that something odd is happening and no one believes her. And it just, it, it really speaks to the, the, how hard it is to be a single parent 
to just have a support network in this day and age as a single parent, because everybody sees it as like, either you brought it upon yourself or like, it's your fault for being a single parent, yeah. or it's a case of just, no, you don't have the classic nuclear family. So it's, of course, there's going to be things that are going to be wrong with your son. It's a case of, of you being a single parent. It's making him weird and how there's no place to go when you need help as a single parent, I thought was just super moving in that sense. Uh, the way the movie resolves, but also the fear that gets brought in, how the mom that does like descends into madness is yeah. just great. Just, it's it's I, a great I film. It. The thing is, I saw the trailer and I thought I was expecting a monster movie because I went in yeah. without knowing anything. And then when, by the time, by the end of it, I went, oh, okay. Um, it's it's funny because I think to me when when we talk 2010s or even from 20 well 2010s to up to now 2020, I think the two dominant themes in terms of scary films, horror films, it's dealing with two things. It's again social justice in in, in terms of racism. Yep. Me too. Hashtag me too. Also, you know. Yep. Yep, yep. a bunch of films I've seen, uh, but also mental health. I think to me is the big one. Yes. Like Babadook is about mental health only. Um, you would you could assume, or the great the great theme from it. Um, yep. Oh quiet yeah, totally. Place. I don't know. I'm just thinking about Quiet Place, and because I've seen you've got Quiet Place and Bird Box on there, which is more about fam- like the the. I would say it's maybe about dealing with the end of the world or trying to trying to survive some sort of in, um, impending doom or whatever yeah. climate change maybe could be yeah no it's a different take on on but, on, on post-apocalyptic movies so it's not like but also it's got it's got a lot lot of i think it's heavy-ended in terms of um, um mental health you know it's not dealing only with surviving in terms of oh i need to find food it's also surviving yeah. mentally what's going on Correct. It's it's how do you learn to cope? So if, if you look at The Quiet Place, it is such this perfect analogy of COVID, right? Because yeah. it, 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 yeah. it is about like, how do you learn to live in the new normal, right? So we, we keep saying like the new normal, the new normal, and their new uh, normal is like, we don't talk. And they had to get super clever to have life carry on. But yeah. as with what we're seeing right now, it's like fatigue sets in. And eventually you can't keep up with your own rules and you go outside the rules and that's when something bad can happen, right? So yeah, exactly. And the quiet place is like, it literally was just as simple as talking. And right now it's as simple as unmasking, right? Like that, that could totally lead to something bad. Um, Going to, going to a shop and buy some food and you could uh, touch something, you know, get, get too close to someone and bang. Yep, exactly. So, so that's what to me is like that. That's where it's really fascinating. Where it happened pre-COVID, and people talk about often about like contagion as like the pre-COVID like forecasting movie. But also, yes. I think the Quiet Place has a lot to do with COVID for sure. <laughs> um, and and then one that I haven't watched, but did you ever watch The Purge? The the first movie, the first one, the original. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've not watched the second and third one they've done, and I think there's a Netflix series also that's going on. Yeah, right they're on, on Amazon. I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which is the purge something something i saw it earlier on yeah. um the first yeah the first one i think is amazing the, yeah. i didn't like so much the, the 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 sequels but the first one yeah <laughs> it's I, on my list like i gotta go back and watch it yeah actually I, which actually sorts of um is up there with me with thanos when when you say when you mention his name <laughs> which is like yeah. thanos id is like well everything you know 
the world's the, the galaxy is overpopulated we're about to run out of food yep what you do <laughs> yep i get rid of half the people you know yeah low-key there's a lot of people that go yeah it's got a point yeah horrible <laughs> got a point though yeah <laughs> it's yep. like yep. If, it, like <clears throat> you know and it's like you know i was on this planet they were about to go hungry killed yeah. half of them without you know just just not even picking anyone just yeah randomly random and then look at them now they prosper you know they live in prosperity they're awesome they're great um and it's the same with the the purge you like the 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 premises of it is just like one night every single year you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want for you know killing uh, the worst thing the, the worst from the human race can muster you you're allowed to do for one night i think you're not allowed to attack the uh, emergency services i think that's the only one rule oh right right, um, right. i believe uh, you're not allowed to attack the police and fire brigade and stuff like that. that's um, again i've watched it a long time ago but the premise is that you have that one night you're allowed to murder your you know you don't like your boss yeah. go and murder him you don't like your neighbors get at it um you know and and so you follow that family who's kind of rich and the guy who actually is the head of the family the dad he his job is to sell security. Um, was it like yes, like actually sell security to people? As in, I'm gonna go to your house. We're gonna put sh- massive shutters. Oh, we're gonna put. Right. Like, we're gonna. We're, you're gonna build your That's safe room. We're gonna do a, like a, a CCTV ah. system around the house, alarms, so you can survive that one night, right? But there's a twist where it's actually his family gets attacked, and you know you get to see his, if his work is good enough because then all this. Uh, systems are being put to the test um yeah so it's <laughs> but it's a great film though it's 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 amazing but again i i, I would put that one if i had to analyze it a bit deeper i, I would put that with the the, the, the change in mentality with 911 which is it's again intruders coming yep. in yep um lawlessness yep. Uh, not knowing what's going on or what's going to happen even and you know you see it coming but you know what's how are we going to get through that night Yes. Um, and then also um, how after 9-11, there's a bunch of laws that got passed and there's a bunch of things that got changed. You know, the, was it the Patriot Act or something that got uh, yep. passed by Congress? Yep, or yep, yep, yep. We can um, spy on anybody anytime. Yes. <laughs> I'll say shit. Yep. And, and it's the same there. It's like, well, you can do whatever you want, no consequences. And it's the same, you know. So it, I think it's kind of is coming from that that point of view that you know you're allowed you know okay. we, it's it's all good <laughs> you know do what you want uh but i think i think i think what, what, what you've got on the, on the purge yeah experimentation with minorities what, what do you mean by that yeah so this is like my like just remote take of just like if if you were to to allow people to go out and just do what they wanted to do and there was no consequence like that would be a, a scenario that would play out like somewhere this gives a kkk tool authority to do what they want right so it's like it's like how how that weaves into narrative i'm not sure but it, it, that's what it the thought i got from it i'm trying to think if there's a scene where um maybe there's a black person being chased by some white people or something i cannot remember. i would have to watch it again um i think to me i sort of assimilate like i said with 9-11 more than anything racially charged um in that film also oh, and the obvious one which would be class inequality which is the divide between rich yeah. people and and maybe maybe uh, that's what i was thinking of more yeah 
yeah yeah in that in that way yes um because yeah you've got the rich who can protect themselves and get weapons and get protection in terms of you know big houses yeah. with heavy doors and stuff poor people will be probably trying to get at them yep. trying to get their money trying to get the you know their house maybe you can yeah steal that from them um yeah, so but, commentary is more socioeconomic yeah but exactly it would be more if i think in that way too like you, you could argue that that's what it is that it's like well look at us we can afford to defend ourselves you guys have to die you yeah. know and that's how you purge but then you know it's like thanos is like unemployment is super low violence <laughs> is super low uh, because like you know for one night you can do whatever you want so you don't have to go out on a killing spree anymore you can do that for one night you know and be in trouble and end up in the rest of your life in jail you can do it you know um it's like everything is set up like everything's up everything's awesome because that one night of horror you know yep. it's it's the, it's the flip coin of it's like thanos we could have it all but you, i'm gonna have to kill half of the people you know yeah. or yourself you know? <laughs> and, and actually funny if you, the, when you're mentioning that it made me think of another movie we didn't touch on from the 2010s uh called i don't know if you ever saw funny games nope. um it was originally a german movie they got remade um uh, because it's so popular but it's basically about uh, a family well off like have a nice cabin in the in the lake and stuff like they yeah. have the super happy i'm going to wear for the weekend house sort of thing and they the two kids show up that look super preppy they look like straight out of like an 80s like frat movie um and they just hold the family hostage and slowly start to kill them for no apparent reason outside of like masks as well yeah 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 yeah, exactly um they uh and eventually i think they take them off if i'm not mistaken but they slowly start killing family torture them in like the slow horrible way so you could kind of call it torture like horror but at the same time like the thing about it's like there's no they never outright say their incentive for doing it the movie leaves it open purposely just like why did they do it it for fun yeah they just do it for fun it's like kids kids just like acting in a way that is shocking but without any rationale so that's what i found really fascinating about it that it was almost like a commentary on like what can happen when people further down further down in the socioeconomic chain decide to go screw it i don't care anymore yeah yeah nothing to lose right so i think it kind of touches on those themes um but on the 2010s the the last movie that i think in the same way like each decade has had a movie that unlocks the next decade if we kind of like move into wrap up um the 2010s i think that the best movie to wrap it up is actually hereditary um Mm -hmm. because hereditary sticks out as a movie that i'm sure you can make a case for like breakdown in family like there's you could make a case there's some social commentary in there but but really it just gets back to like horror being creepy it like takes yeah. the best element of being tense. It takes the best elements of like the whole family dynamic and like loss and what loss does to you uh, when like, uh, uh, I won't spoil because maybe there are people who haven't watched it. No, don't spoil uh, that one. It's too but good but there, there's a very like shocking scene early in the movie that sets up the rest of the movie, right? <laughs> um, uh, but also like we get back to just like the visuals that just like mm. are ridiculous. Like that, that, that really like, like there's jump scares but are also like super disturbing visuals but it all hangs together like an art house movie 
like it doesn't ha- it's not shot in the same way as a normal horror movie like it hangs like 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 an art house movie um and out you could say the same thing about midsummer so i think that those two movies and, and of course like everybody talks about them so it's nothing new but i think they unlock the next wave of movies into 2000 and uh 20s. in the 20s uh, of maybe what horror might look like, maybe based on movies, because they don't have, they're not a get out. Like I wouldn't compare Hereditary to get out at all. Um, so I think it sets up something new, I think, but maybe I not. think, uh, so just as a sort of um, way to end it here. So okay. um, I think it's it's 2020, but obviously we're now all under COVID, um, yeah. the COVID well, bubble, right? Yeah, and it's I think be that. that's, and, and it's sort of, you can, you could compare that to, the post world war cinema where it's going to be like well the budget's not going to be as high so we're going to have to get creative we're going to have to try some try out something new in terms of what's going to come up you know it's going to be maybe less relying on special effects jump scares and it might be something a bit more psychological um like hereditary is and then you know something that mess up messes up with your mind more than pure gut and blood being spoiled you know spilled everywhere well, well you could easily see a movie that's just like a world where everyone's masked up and the horror is someone turning around and like taking off their mask and coughing into someone's face on purpose <laughs> and, and 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 that's and that's the bad guy and that would cr- be creepy man because everyone's worried about that <laughs> yeah yeah no that would be that'd be interesting that i think i think we can do a follow-up episode on all of this in uh 2021 yeah. uh 2031 so <laughs> in 11 years our, our 15,000th episode yeah. by then. <laughs> we'll be 50 years old bloody hell um, um right i think we we, we could wrap it up in this we've done about 100 years we covered about 100 years 100 of years. horror movies yeah and, uh, and, and i think the- we won yeah and that was a good one and and the only disclaimer i will say is like this is has been a very like western centric like cover of of yes. horror uh we have not gone into japanese and korean horror like spanish horror okay, uh yes the, there's a ton there so that could be another episode but uh just an acknowledgement that there's a lot that we didn't cover in here yeah. internationally and, that would be and the next wave great. as we were talking about the next wave of um uh, for this decade is um eastern european um, yeah which are going to be the next big things um, from poland from russia yeah um czech republic there's a lot of yeah. um, very talented um movie directors and, and screenwriters that are coming out of there and that producing amazing scary things um Let, let's do an right. international episode all right yeah, man. international episode let's wrap it up so this was a special let's say our episode 1.5 of catching up with the nerds we have obviously a name now so we can you can catch us uh if you want to on social media now um everywhere twitter instagram facebook youtube obviously you're watching this on youtube and then we'll be probably somewhere on soundcloud apple podcasts uh, spotify whatever uh please feel free to subscribe share love us give us five star ratings on apple because we love you very much so that's it for me tom and jc yeah no i just want to say uh once again uh thank you everyone for tuning in hopefully we we got you caught up on horror movies uh so that you can kind of begin to explore them and uh please send us any notes on anything that you'd like us to touch on uh we can do another episode on horror if you guys want to like listen to more about it Mm -hmm. and just uh once again just thanks to tom for this idea man 
been having a great time. Appreciate <laughs> you, pleasure. dude. We'll catch all you right. all in the next episode. This was fun. Good night. Good night. <laughs>